Welcome to Ear to the Streets podcast with myself, T-Dot. As always, thank you very much for joining us on another episode. Um, got a, a very talented young artist coming straight out of Birmingham. Do you want know, to just introduce yourself, let the listeners know who you are? Yeah, I go by the name of Jigs. You see me as Jigs Prodigy on social media. I'm an artist from uh, Birmingham. Still a young one. I'm 19 at the moment, but slowly making my, my way up in the scene. A hundred percent, man. And I came, I came across you, um, I think on Twitter and I just clicked on, I think I'm going to say, um, the, the, the single different and I cut, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And then I went back, obviously when you click on someone's music, you just go back and listen to, to everything, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I picked up on that and I thought, raw, like this guy, this guy's, this guy's cold still, do you know what I mean? Like, and it, it was, it I appreciate was it, but it was different though, do you know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of the time when you hear people um, or artists, like they're very one dimensional. And then when I went back and listened to a lot of your other music, there, there's so many different sort of, um, like different styles, man, different sort of formats of you. There's different sort of personalities that come out in your music. Do, do you feel that's something that you're aware of? Or do you think that it's just, you just go in and do your thing? Um, most definitely I'm aware of it now because uh, when I first started it was a thing where I was just making music that I like to listen to it's still adapting it, but there was a point where I started thinking maybe I need to find my own sound because you, you'll hear a lot in the music industry the artists talking about finding their own sound as well as labels saying the same thing so I was trying to find my own sound and there was a point I realised why am I going to stick to one sound if the kind of music I make it's just music that I like to listen to. I might as well stay, you know, genuine with Martin and keep it true to heart and just do what I like to do. Like I was doing it before I was making money off it, the way I was I was just doing it for fun, you get it? So I still do it for mm. fun. I just, I still make music that I enjoy making, enjoy listening to. So it's it's more, it's more like an art for me rather than a way for me to gain money. Of course, I'm making money from it now, but it's still an art and I still have that passion. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And and just taking it back a little bit, because obviously, you you grew up in 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 Birmingham. Um, so was you like obviously you grew up there. I'm from Birmingham as well, so like I know what the scene's like there. But what was it like growing up? Obviously, you just said you're, you're 19, so relatively new in terms of like music. But I know you started very very early, like writing from like the age of nine, um, releasing music from 14. But what was it like growing up in, in Birmingham? So Birmingham it was. I have very, very, uh, I have happy memories, I'd say, in, in terms of my childhood. I was, I was more on the block with the kids. I remember it was like, it was more community. Uh, well, you, I'd say that, but that's how it seems when you're younger, isn't it? Um, but mm. in terms of the music scene, I didn't really see much artists coming out of Birmingham. Uh, except maybe from uh, Mist. Mist was one. Uh, Shadow on the Beat, kind of, I saw them kind of artists, but I really noticed that there wasn't really much artists coming from Birmingham. They were always coming from a place like London or uh, most recently Manchester as well. But I'm seeing that the Birmingham music scene is starting to kind of rise, but I'm still not seeing anything big, big coming from Birmingham. So I'm trying to I'm trying to change that because I feel like I have a lot of potential to actually put Birmingham on a map like proper, proper. Yeah, yeah, because I think even... Because obviously I'm a lot older than you, so I, I can go back and remember sort of like Vortex Crew, Devil Man, um, Stay Fresh, all of, all of those kind of collectives and and um, 
you know, obviously I know Despar, who's done a lot for like Birmingham as well. Who was part of Stay Fresh at one point, but he's doing his own thing at B, B, um, the, his own management company that he's got now. So it's almost like the second generation, which is yourself now, is coming through, um, which is flourishing. Like you mentioned Mist as well, who's been a massive sort of pioneer. JK as well, who's trying to do oh, his yeah, thing. JK too. Uh, yeah, separate, in, in a separate lane. But um, who were who some, some of your inspirations? Obviously, um, you, you, like I said earlier, you know, you're, you're sort of versatile in terms of the music that you're putting out, but it does feel like there's certain elements, like sometimes I hear you and I can hear a bit like a J. Cole, but then I hear like a bit of a Lil Wayne or someone who's more modern as yeah, well in, in that kind of, yeah, yeah. So who, who were some of your inspirations as you was growing up? Um, really and truly, the one of the first people that I really started listening to was Lil Wayne. Of course, he's like mm. a big pioneer in the game. And I still do listen to him. He's like, he's very inspirational to see that someone who's lasted multiple generations is still thriving together and still has that kind of hunger and talent. So yeah, Lil Wayne, um, Drake, of course, that YMCMB era. Um, I was also listening to The Weeknd, Party Next Door. Uh, J-Hus has been a big inspiration as well for me, as well as Tupac and um, mm. MF Doom as well. You're probably hearing my music as well as Michael Jackson. I'd say those those are like my main inspirations. But I, I was waiting, I was waiting for the MJ one, man. <laughs> everyone's got a co-sign MJ in it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. In terms of more recent years as well, I'd add Freddie Gibbs to the list. Yeah, cold. And yeah, Tyler the Creator. I mean, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like just reeling off those names there. It's like a it's a it's a, a good catalogue of people to to be inspired by, man. And and especially with Lil Wayne, because you think about like you just hit the nail on the head in terms of the things that he overcome um, in terms of even the YMC and B days, the, the cash money days before that as well. Like early Wayne was like, do you know what I mean? Like he was like, like yourself, he was rapping and writing. For it was like, a prodigy for real. For, for real, for real. So like he, he'd done a lot of that early on um, and still to kind of still be relevant. Like I think he even dropped a project the other week, like two weeks ago. Um, uh, sorry, sorry for the wait, another one. So, you know, to still have that talent in him, you don't lose that. Um, but yeah, Lil, Lil Wayne, Drake obviously as well. Um, although I don't really like the, the new one, man. I'll be honest. I don't like, I don't like the new Drake, man. I'm the old like mixtape. Mixtape Drake was the one. Like he was... He changed, I think. When he made, when he got commercial, he changed a little bit. Didn't yeah, he? I feel, and, I feel like uh, with Drake, it's more so that right now the music he's making is mostly hits rather than, you know, classics. You could still call some of the music classics, but it's mostly hits rather than proper, meaningful music. Do you get it? What do you think of CLB though? Because I know you did like a cover on one of them, the the tracks off the... What, what do you think of CLB? Um... When it first came out, I can't lie, I was kind of disappointed because um, the way it was marketed and the name Certified Lover, but I was thinking this album is going to be that old Drake full of love, love, love. But obviously I had to learn to grow with it and adjust to it. I still kind of listen to some of the songs, so I'm not too mad about it, but I still do wish there was more, more so, you know, love-centered and that lovey-dovey shit that he used to do rather than this tracks and all of this, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I think comeback season for me was probably arguably his best tape, like mixtape. And album, album's a tough one, man, because I, I do like, um, 
I don't know, man. Album's a bit of a tough one, but in terms of mixtapes, yeah, comeback season for me was like, if that was an album, that would be his best album. But mm. yeah, he, he's 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 gone clear now, man. He, it doesn't matter what he drops; it's going to be a bang or it's going to be a hit. Yeah, that's but, very um, true. But yeah, give give me your thoughts because obviously we are from Birmingham. I used to be in this, the the industry and the scene a lot down there. Um, and and I know obviously it's changed a lot since I was I was down there. I've, I've been living up north now for like ten years. So it, although I go back to Birmingham, I know that it's changed. It's evolved. Um, there's a lot more access to things. Um, I mean, going back, you know, it was almost like um, the, the certain studios you'd go to in Birmingham. But now I'm, I'm sure there's plenty more op- opportunity for people to record. I think there's a pirate studios. Um, in 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 Birmingham now as well. So, what's the scene like in terms of um, collaborating with other artists locally and things like that? Is it is it still um, accessible as it used to be? Um, I feel like people are doing way more collabs now than they used to do. Um, it's more. It most definitely is more accessible in terms of uh, recording. There are more studios. I'd say even even like from a couple years back, I still think there's more studios being developed. Um, there is definitely an uprise, an uproar in artists in Birmingham. Uh, and I feel like we're starting to see a lot of talent coming out of the city and people are starting to notice us a bit more. Um, there, uh, you mentioned Pirate Studios, most definitely. Yeah, there, there is one. I record at Pirate Studios, actually. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I record my own stuff. I make some master my own stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the, the scene in Birmingham is slowly, it's getting there, it's getting there. Yeah, and then obviously, because um, again, when I clicked on your your music, I went back and I found, um, I'm going to call it an album, because I think that's what it is, and uh, it's called Try, Try On The Fabrics Of The Universe, oh, which, first, first of all, I've got I to gotta ask, man, where did you get the name for that? Because it's one of the, the sickest, coldest... <laughs> No, because you know some people just they don't really put effort into stuff, and even looking at some of the the, um, the song titles as well, like I can tell that you put effort into this and listening to it, the effort's there as well. So where, where did the, where did the name come from? Where was the concept behind that? Um, what was the thought process when you were, were developing that as well? Mm. Uh, so retrospectively, when we look back at the start of the interview, I did say I try and do like we I do do different sounds in terms of music. So with that. Um, with that mixtape, I had a few names, but obviously they didn't click, but I knew that eventually one would come to me. I wouldn't have to look for it. And that just came, you know. So trying on the fabrics of the universe, it's like we always hear that that saying, fabric of the universe, fabric of the universe. So I was thinking, since it's different kind of sounds, it's like me trying out different stuff to get it, different stuff yeah, coming, yeah. coming from the universe around the world, global music. So I thought, let me put a little twist on it, a double entendre, trying on the fabrics of the universe. And then obviously some of the, because I think obviously you got the intro that it starts off with. Yeah. Um, But then in terms of the concept behind the, the mixtape as well, um, like I, Brighter Days is one of my, my favourite songs off there. And mm. what was the thought process behind some of the songs? Like what Brighter Days again, for me, like I just said, is that it's, it's it's a song that has got a message behind it, but what was the concept of developing the, the mixtape together as it is? See, my mind's kind of blurry when it, because it was like two years ago now, I was, because I, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a snap recently uh, in my memories. Um, it was me working on the actual mixtape, but um, 
in terms of brighter days, it's uh, it's more about a positive message, having a positive outlook. I'd say I'm someone that's very that tries to be very optimistic in life. In it, whenever mm. I go through something that's bad, I tell I tell myself, uh, there's going to be better days. I'm I'm going through this, but I know I'm going to come out of this on the bright side and on the upper side. You get it? so. I feel like brighter days is about taking something you've gone through, uh, a past experience, or taking an L, taking that and helping that, taking that to help you develop into a better person and improve yourself from that, and seeing how you can get out of that situation at, at an advantage to get. It. That's in terms of brighter days, but in terms of the mixtape as a whole, I'd say there's just different messages around it. Uh, in terms of the storyline obviously the start the intro is a, a friend of mine telling me about how my music uh, is underrated i should blow this this and that i felt that was a very important very important message to put at the start because i feel that's true because that's how i felt my whole music career i really felt like i've been very underrated but not even mm-hmm. underrated just overlooked or people just haven't heard my sound yet because it's not like people listen to me this is not me bragging by the way but I tell, when I listen when I get people to listen to my music they don't tell me oh I don't really like this they'll say yeah I like this you should be out there more together so that's the start the middle is more like you'll see I'll be telling I'll be telling different stories I'll be talking about different topics stuff like that I've always been that kind of person to touch on different topics that's kind of the two-pack influence element I really like to talk on real life stuff together um, yeah. And then you'll see at the end, at the end, it's about there's a there's a little uh, skip. It's a phone call, and this girl's telling me um, it's me or the music, and of course I choose the music. That just shows you. <laughs> <laughs> I, that just shows you my dedication. Do you get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that, man. I hear that. But it's you know it's a well put together, and this is what I'm saying. Like you can tell that the thought process is there um, in terms of not even just the recording, but the the early thinking behind the mixtape as well. You can tell that you put a lot of thought into that. But um, one thing I can say is uh, I noticed that I'm, even though that was like, I made that mixtape when I first started mixing and mastering my my own like vocals, you get And I can hear like the difference between that one and this one. And it's not even the thing that I regret doing it myself. I'm proud of myself for that because I know for sure for the time period that I learned to mix and master, I know that was beautiful because there's, there's, there's some engineers that I've gone to in the past and their mixing still hasn't been to that level to get it. But mm. I, I know that I've improved because listening to this mixtape now, it's a big it's a big level up. And that's one thing I love. I love to see in progression in my music. So, I, And this is, the, this is the thing though as well. I think there's no real... Like music isn't a race, do you know what I mean? And I think at the mo- I, I, the way I see music facts, now facts, is people facts. just want to try and throw as much music out, and they they're kind of willing to just quite try and chase that big bag. But mm. I think if you just sit down, learn the the basics, and one ultimate thing about music is how does it sound? Yeah, most definitely. Because uh, what, what is the sound like if, if it's not good? Mm. There's music out there that's not even mixed. Let's let's talk about Mad Villain for Mad Villainy for a second. That's not even mixed and mastered but that's a classic classic album from MF Doom so it's more about I feel like it's more about if people can feel what you're putting into the music then other mm. things don't matter as much if we can actually feel your music 
and we know there's something there. We know you're trying. We can feel your passion. We, if we connect with that, nothing else really really matters. And and another thing we've learning how to mix and master and other element other elements of music. You've got it for life. <laughs> you ain't got yeah. You ain't got sure. to go back and do you know what I mean? You ain't got to go and ask someone to mix or master down a track or something or whatever it is. Or even like I speak to um video video videographers now yeah. and they're like. I know how to do this all myself, plus I'm an artist. So mm. when I want to make a video, I know what to do. I, I don't need the, someone to come and direct or do this, that, the other, because I, I can just get someone to do that and I can oversee it. Do you know what I mean? See, this is the thing like but, um, people don't understand that investing in yourself is one of the best things you could do, especially if you really believe in your in your passion. Like I, I put all that money I did when, when I was uh, purchasing the, the things I needed to you know, upgrade my my uh, my skill in the music. I wasn't even looking at the money like, oh, this is a big mm-hmm. cash loss. I was looking at it like, this is an investment. I know I'm going to make this shit back because I know in the long run, it's better for me as an artist. It's better for my, and it's better for my own growth to get it. So. But this is the thing as well. Like a lot of people don't realise, because obviously I'm, I'm assuming you're independent, you're, you're unsigned. Yeah. And, there's a lot of people that don't realize just saying that you're unsigned is, is one part of it, but actually backing yourself financially, um, mentally, you know, all, all, all angles, like just backing yourself, but financially is key because whatever you put into it, ultimately at some point you will get back in return. And whether that's five years, 10 years, two years, two weeks, you're going to get something back in return eventually. And a lot of people don't do that. Like a lot of people will just put out a single. They won't put out visuals to go with that. People might put on an EP or a mixtape, but they won't put on promotion. Like promotion's the biggest, biggest thing. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't realize that that is a massive part of the industry. Um, Question for you though now that you've brought it, brought it up, if there was ever a time when, I don't know, an independent or a major record label came to you and said, we're going to give you this amount of money mm. to record a five-year, five-album project or something like that, four-album four project or whatever it is, would you take it or would you try and stay independent? Me, I'm trying to stay independent because as we all know, and I feel like we're getting to know more increasingly, these labels, they don't want you. They want what they, they, they don't want you. They want you because of what you could do for them. Together. Yeah. So I feel like if the price is right, because they're they're gonna they're gonna pimp you regardless. So you gotta pimp them back. You gotta pimp them back. If the price is right, I'll do it. But I know my worth at the same time. I'm not just gonna I'm someone that's Money cannot change me. I know that's a very cliche thing to say, but I genuinely believe money may change me, but it's not going to have an impact on me that I've seen on other artists. I know that as the person I am myself. So I look at situations like this. You you could be offering me money. Yeah, cool. But if you had never come to me with that offer, I would have still just lived my normal life. I wouldn't know about the offer. 100%. Anyway. So that's just a bonus to me. So I'm always going to know my worth when it comes to the music, especially even now, like I'm not that big, but I feel like I'm one of, this is going to sound mad, but I definitely feel like I'm one of the best artists in this country at my age. So. A hundred, like, but this is, this is what I'm saying as well. You've got, when I said about financially backing yourself, you've got to back yourself 
mentally as well. Like, and this is what I'm saying. Like some people would say, I'm good, but such and such or mm. good, but this and that. But you've got to think that you are the best at what you do. Otherwise, if you don't think it, why should, why would someone else think you are the best if you don't think that yourself? Very true. Do you get what I mean? Like, I it's like one of those things, man. There's a lot of times where I've, I've talked to an artist because uh, sometimes I talk to other artists as well. If I see potential in someone, they ask me for advice. I'd love to help that person. But there's times where I've talked to an artist and they've put themselves down. They'll be like, uh, yeah, I'm all right. My music's okay, but it could be better. And I just got to tell them, like, that's not the way to think because more time, if you're thinking that way, you're not going to go anywhere really and truly. You need to believe in yourself. You can be realistic, but you still need to believe in your craft and the potential that you have. That's what I've always done. And that's why I feel I'm at the level I'm at right now. I, I genuinely feel like if I didn't keep that mindset, then I wouldn't be as good as I am at doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. And you recently released Different, which is, I think, the title that I spoke about at the start of this episode. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it was the 2nd of Feb that you dropped that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that is up, because obviously I know you've got, um, which I think you just mentioned around when you was mixing, mastering the new uh, mixtape, Survival, which I think comes out on the 22nd, but it's different on that as well. Yeah, difference definitely on that. That's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that and and talk to me through different because the visual. I think you shot that around um, by Custard Factory and Dibbeth. A lot of people from Birmingham, if they know that, they'll know that. Like Dibbeth is very sort of. It's known for the arts. It's known for its music. It's known for creativity. Um, so talk me through the visual. Talk me through the music. The thought process behind different. So, with different, it started off with me simply just making a beat. I was just making a beat on a random day. It wasn't even like I had the intention to make a song. Just making a beat. Then straight after I made this beat, I thought, yo, this is hot. <laughs> Don't find this. It's, it's, it's the different, it's the instrumentation in it. Like it really enticed mm. me. And so I'm thinking, yo, I need to make a song to this ASAP. Sometimes when I make beats and, I, and I'm really feeling them, I can make a song quick to get it. So that, mm. that song didn't take long for me to write the lyrics. So I'm writing it. It's coming naturally to me. In terms of the, the topic, the hook, I'm not your average guy. I'm different. I ain't got your average rap. I'm different. It's, it's, it's self-explanatory and I just feel yeah, yeah. I'm one of a kind, unique, as you should feel that. And I feel it's a song that's, it's like an anthem for people who just genuinely are feeling themselves. When you're feeling yourself, you can put that song on. If you're not feeling yourself, if you need a bit of a confidence boost, I feel like that's one of the songs that you can slap that on while you're walking around or in your car. And that will genuinely boost your confidence when you're repeating that hook. It's a manifestation, calling yourself mm. different, saying you don't have you don't have uh, the same vibe as everyone else. You don't have, you're not the same person as everyone else. It's genuinely manifestation. Yeah, so that's uh, that yeah, yeah. the process behind it, really, truly. Yeah, 100%. Like we just said as well before, so Survival, which is out on the 22nd, but you've got a listening party the 21st uh, yeah. in Birmingham as well. So there's obviously going to be, talk us through that, it's going to be DJs, all sorts. I think it starts at, is it half eight? I think it starts, something like that. Yeah, um, so with this listening party, um, I really wanted to do this because uh, with this mixtape, I feel like this is the most serious I've taken any project I've done so far. Like I've really invested into this one because I genuinely feel that like it's time for me to take action and actually, you know, 
put myself out there properly and put myself on the map properly. Um, I feel like it comes to a time in your career, you just feel, I need to get out there. Do you get it? So sure. this mixtape, um, this mixtape, I was just exploring different sounds as I always do. I genuinely feel like this one, this is my best art to date. Like, I, I'm, I'm describing it, as, I'm not describing it as hard. I'm not going to say this mixtape is hard. This mixtape is beautiful. Genuinely, like, it's like art to me. There's a few songs on there as well. I just feel, uh, you don't really hear people my age or hear that, that around this area making this kind of music. I, mm. it's, it's, it's self-explanatory in the name, different, like it's just different for sure. So I wanted to do a, a listening party for it so people could get a preview of the kind of music I do. I wanted to invite people that already listen to my music as well as people that don't really, that haven't really heard of me before so they can kind of get a taste of the kind of music I make because I genuinely feel this uh this project, there's something for everyone on it for sure. Uh, so yeah, and, get that out there. And it's, it's it's free entry, isn't it? I think as well, so yeah, people can yeah. just turn up. Obviously, I think I, I think I looked at the flyer the other day, man. I think mm-hmm. it says just to impress and make sure you don't turn up in your. Do you know what I mean looking scruffy and nothing like that? Because you might get turned away. But you see what it is. Um, <laughs> I want. I, I want. <laughs> I want everyone to be feeling themselves. You get it? I want everyone to feel. Yeah, hundred percent. Everyone to feel good, good vibes, be feeling themselves. I want everyone to know, oh, I look good. I want everyone to be happy, do you get it? Because I feel everyone deserves to have that feeling, especially when it comes to music. Music is there to make us feel different emotions. And if you're feeling good, then that's a good sign. Music is like therapy for some people, for me as well, for most artists, I I imagine as well. So music can be the thing, that one thing that kind of brightens your day. And if you're feeling good, you're feeling yourself, you know you look good, you know you smell good, you've dressed nicely, and then you add the music element to that on top. How can you... How can so it's good vibes, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But it's mad as well, because this is what I'm trying to say as well. Like, I keep saying this, I've said it three times now, but backing yourself financially, mentally, in all aspects, I don't think there's many 19-year-old artists self-handedly putting on listening parties no, you know what's crazy? Sometimes I even forget I'm 19. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. And like, I've, people don't promote their stuff. They think by promoting it is by putting it on a, st- a streaming platform like Spotify or Apple, or they might post a little Instagram or a tweet. They think that's promotion. That's it. But there's a whole different world when it comes to promotion and, and getting your business in general your music out there. Yeah. Like, come on, like you couldn't, if, we own the business we couldn't just put out one tweet and then that's it it's done that that's promo done like you've got to be consistent with it as well and i think not just putting out the single which you did you've done it the right way you put out a single the the artwork for for survival flipping out like yeah i just from that i can tell that it's going to be good i think you've produced five four five tracks on there as well yourself there's a couple of collaborations i had to I really had to fish with this one because uh, I normally make my own artwork and I just do a few simple things. Um, but with this one, I really had to fish out. I needed to, I needed to look for someone that could kind of encapsulate what I really want to do with the project. Um, I got them to listen to the project. That's how. That's right, how. Right. The the artwork, and I said I, I came across their page. Um, I forgot what the name was, but. I came across their page and I thought, yeah, this is something I'd like. This is the kind of art I'd like for my uh, my project. I got them to listen to it. 
and uh, kind of incorporate different stuff that they feel. And, and I added my own input as well, incorporate different stuff that that's it's kind of like what I'm surrounded by. Like if you look, if you actually look at the artwork and you actually zoom in and look at the different things, it's different things around me. It's like I'm a product of my environment, innit? So you will see me yeah, yeah, yeah. in the middle of the artwork and around you'll see different objects that kind of I see in my daily life and not just me, of course, but the people around me, people that live in similar circumstances to me. So that's kind of like what I wanted to, um, I wanted to grasp when it came to the artwork. And and is that, is that Birmingham in the background as well? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, 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 that's cool, man. Uh, it's cool because, and this is what I'm saying, like about the thought process, because again, most people, I've done it myself, they just keep it basic, keep it simple and they just put out something. But when it's got, you can tell that without even you explaining it, there is a message behind it. And yeah, this is, that's, that's is going to be cool, man. I, I can't even lie when I was, of course, when I was releasing my music at like 14, when I was just doing it for fun, I just simple artwork, just make something quickly slap it out the music's out there it doesn't matter but of course now I'm seeing the importance behind these things and my passion is ever growing for the music as, as, I, as I develop my passion develops as well so I try and put as much as as much effort as I can into the, what, the things I'm doing and everything every single element around it yeah and you like I said you got a couple of collaborations on there but if you had an option or a choice to do an ultimate collaboration with two artists on the same song all on the same song on the same song if you if you had one opportunity any any there's, there's no obligate uh, no restrictions nothing in, in your way it could be jay-z it could be lil wayne it could be gigs gets kano whoever it could be anyone you you think who would be the ideal collaboration the artist um damn that's hard this is a good question um, <laughs> I think one person I'd put on there is Lauren Hill. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I don't think people understand like what she's. <laughs> people don't understand like she's, she's she's an inspiration for sure. She's one of my inspirations. hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. And not even just that, the fact she can rap and do the singing thing, and I feel like she'd be able to adapt to the features too newer sounds as well as do the old school thing I feel like mm. that would be a good combination with me um, Lauren Hill and um, mm. Lauren Hill and Anderson Pack. yeah that's cool man that'd be a sick collaboration as well most definitely yeah that'd be sick still that'd be sick so we got the listening party the 21st mm. Mixtape survival out on the twenty second. Is that on all streaming platforms as well? Is it on Spotify, Apple, everywhere? Going everywhere. Um, YouTube, everything, literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what what's in store for the rest of twenty twenty two? Because I feel like <clears throat> asking this question is a bit mad, but we are like still. What is it? February. So there's still like yeah ten nine months left to go, man. Have Have you got plans for the rest of this year just to keep pushing out some more music? I don't have any uh, concrete plans, but I do know that I hope to have a bigger influential platform this year, get myself out there more. Uh, of course, release this uh, project. Uh, I'm hoping to do a few more music videos from the project as well. 
I'm hoping to do a few performances, live performances in terms of the songs. Um, of course, release more music. I'm never going to stop releasing music. Um, and um, of course, do more interviews like this, uh, for sure. Get more involved in the music and, uh, you know, just take it up a notch. I'm very, and I'm also very money motivated this year. So in, if we're talking about away from music, just trying to continue grinding and find different grands. So, yeah. And improve myself, of course, as a person in every way. For me, 100, physically, 100%, spirit. man. 100%, man. Yeah, yeah, I hear that, man. I hear that. It's That's what it's all, listen, that's what it's about, man. As much as it's about the art, it's about the passion, it's about the creativity. People forget about You want it to be... Look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when people are signing to these labels and these labels are not t- taking care of their artists when it comes to their mental health. People see, people will see, um, we'll listen to this music and it's quite depressing, but we don't hear that because of these 808s that are blocking us from hear, hearing their depressing thoughts that artists will be going through real stuff, they're taking all these drugs and we think it's just fun and games, but no, people don't focus on the mental health aspect of these things. So I feel it's very important to keep that, keep that in mind when you're doing all these things. Like, yeah, music is good, it's a passion, but sometimes you might just have to step away and just focus on yourself just to get back, get that balance back in your life. Yeah, so bro, I think that's in any walk of life. I think that's just yeah, in definitely. in in every walk of life, especially the last couple of like, because you know everything now as well mm. is like cancel culture. So you only have to put one foot wrong in in the world, and people look quick to try and cancel you out. I so well, it's important to kind of try and develop the mindset, which I've done. Develop a mindset that this social media stuff. It's only social media, like especially Twitter. Twitter is not a real place, and I think it's very, oh. it's very <laughs> crucial to de- develop that mindset because, especially nowadays, people will be very quick to contribute to your downfall, but they'll be hesitant to contribute to your uprising. Do you get it? So if oh, you have 100%. that, mind, if you have that in mind and you've got that implanted and engraved in your mind, then it will be harder for people to take you down, and you'll have way more willpower. Uh, when it comes to tackling those that might be talking on your music or on your art because that could be a soft spot for you you could be the hardest person you don't care about anything but then people will talk on your art or the, the thing you have passion for and that could hit a nerve so if you're developing that mindset that could help you uh, stay resilient to that a hundred percent man and this is why i say to people twitter is any social media to me like well going off topic but the Kurt Zuma thing, right? I don't know if you follow football, but that kind of stuff, yeah, like, it shows that Twitter is just a, a, a place of, like, Peter Pan's, like, Neverland, all of that stuff. It's not real. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's too much, like, fake stuff on there. Yeah, there's literally and, been times where I've posted things and I know people have seen it, but then, you know, when people start doing this ratio thing and your, your, your stuff blows... And I'll see co- people coming back to it when it's already blown. Mm. So it just shows that all of this stuff is fake. You can't take it to you can't take it to uh, to heart. And sometimes you might just have to, you know, take a break from it. Really and truly, it's a yeah. I, I told that to everyone though. It's all performative. So yeah, yeah. I told that man to people. Always take a break, man. Especially from Twitter because it's toxic, man. It's a mad place to. It's a mad place to be if you're not in the right. Even if you're just tired, like, or, or you just, you just, you're just pissed off about something, and you go on there, it's like, it's a mad, it's a madness. 
Yeah, most definitely. That's important. That's an important message to get out there because we live in a very social media driven uh, generation. Literally, the biggest app that we know right now is TikTok social media. So, especially when we're when um, our kind of locomotive to, in terms of getting the music where we want it, where we want it to go is social media. It's very important to know that stuff if it's going to be one of our main platforms to kind of get our stuff up. <clears throat> yeah, hundred hundred percent, man, hundred percent. But yeah, look, looking forward to the to the mixtape, man. I know it's out in about a week or so now, isn't it? A week Monday, I think. Well, when this when this drops, it'll probably be out in a couple of days. To be fair, but um, looking forward to that. Obviously, we've got different at the moment, but the listening party. If anyone is in Birmingham or the surrounding areas, mm, should definitely make sure you get there, man. Friends, everything, family, everything is is for everyone. But yeah, 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 and that's that's the 21st, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 21st. Yeah, and where's the location? Because I think, I think, is it, is it, it's, in, it's near Dick's store, it's in, it's in the, yeah, Gibbs Street, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Gibbs Street, it's at a bar. Yeah, I know that, I know it well, man, I know it well, but yeah, listen, Jigs, man, appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having me on. Sure. sharing your story, man. I'm gonna have to get you back on as well once the, the mixtape drops, man, and we can do a bit of a a walkthrough of that because I think it's it's crucial again this is what I mean we people like to promote things before it drops but when it drops they don't you don't really hear of like do you know what I mean so, well, I feel like I've never had this kind of like opportunity to kind of explain because with my music all of my music there's always messages and stuff that I put in there and I, I feel like yeah yeah people's heads because of course like, I can't blame someone for listening to the music just for vibes but I feel like I've put messages in my, in my music that just goes over heads. So to have this opportunity to actually explain the, th- the thought processes behind different stuff and why I said different stuff or why I did certain things, I feel like it's very, uh, it's important to see, to, for, for people to see the kind of effort I've kind of put into my music. Yeah, 100%, man. And like I said, when, when it drops, we're going to get you back on, do a part two, go through track by track, do a bit of do a bit of a, a listening party part two, but on on the podcast, man, and and just you know t- take it in properly, uh, song by song, and and we're gonna do that. But for anyone who's listening, make sure you go and stream it, buy it, listen to it on YouTube, whatever the the sources that you like to use. The twenty second of February, survival the mixtapes out. Different is out now, so if you want to go and check out that as a preview before survival make sure you do that run up that one as well but the listening party the 21st Gibbs Street Birmingham if you're there or thereabouts it's free tickets you haven't got to pay a penny to get into this place guys listen like you're not going to get a vibe like that anywhere else in Birmingham but Jigs man Jigs man appreciate you coming on yeah we'll chat soon